Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Potential. It's all around us all the time, but it's often left untapped. Waste No Potential is a new podcast dedicated to the stories of visionary leaders who discovered opportunities the rest of the world missed. Follow me, Alexandra Samuel, as I uncover some really clever ways people make the most out of potential for themselves and for their businesses. Listen to Waste No Potential wherever you get your podcasts. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. Welcome to the Crowd Chat Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We're on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the memes. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshits from no ones. Actually, expose the bullshit of the society and chop it up into easy-to-digest chunks for you. Today will not be any different. Today I have a special guest, but let's let her intro take it away ladies and gentlemen introducing writer reporter and producer of the war room on infowars mixing it up at the border to expose leftist lies i present to you su chica mexicana savannah la doña hernandez Oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you. There you go. And I had to throw in a little Spanish there. Hey, no, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. So did I get it right? Dore Mexicana. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Good. Good. Uh, so, which means by state law, by New York state law, I have to play this. Whoa. 
<laughs> You're so, wild, dude. I try. I try. I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, like, like I, you're, you're the third info warrior I've had on, on the show. Uh, you know, I had, I had, um, Owen, I had Joe and now you. So, uh, welcome. Awesome. Well, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to have you on. So first, first real serious question I have, and I asked this to Owen, I don't know if you spoke to him about this. Mm, no, I kept it all in the DL, you know, oh. so that way I could just like put it out on my Twitter later. It'd be a total surprise. Cool. Actually, I just retweeted you, so it's not a complete surprise. Right, I haven't good. talked to anybody about right, it. <laughs> so, okay, my first question, and this is a similar question I asked Owen. Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Marry, kiss, or jail? You have to marry one. Kiss one and jail the other. So who am I looking at? Cory Booker, Bethel O'Rourke, or who? Barack Obama. Obama, okay. Honestly, Obama looked like a really good husband to, Mo to Michelle. So I would say marry Obama, kiss Bethel, because I low-key think that he's kind of cute. I don't know why, I just do. I think it's because he was skateboarding around Whataburger, and your girl loves Whataburger, so whatever. And then I would, yeah, kill Cory Booker, because he really annoys me, you know. He was on The Breakfast Club the other week, I and... I don't know. I just really can't with that man. Everything he says is just really, really stupid. So yeah, that one, that one was pretty easy actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, in fact, hold on. I wanna like I should I should have had this shit ready, but uh, <laughs> like I like let me let me play you Owen's response. It was hilarious. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I actually did listen to his uh, response to that question because I was listening to his uh, interview with you and it was hilarious because I think he was just totally caught off guard and I love that. So thank you so much for that. But yeah, play it, play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me, uh, should I scroll, 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 scroll. All right. All right. So while that's loading. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I know you work for InfoWars, but what, what is, what is your, what is your political stances? What are your political stances? That is a really good question. So my parents are primarily conservative. They both identify as Republicans. And I guess because of their political beliefs, I would lean more right. But, um, you know, I never really got into politics, which is really funny. I graduated from college in 2017. And this was the first job that I got outside of college because we all know how hard it is to break into, you know, media and journalism. So... Um, I finally got this job. I've always been interested in politics and working here kind of has helped me really understand my stance towards it. So a lot of people, I think, especially millennials, like to say they're libertarian. Um, I guess I would say that's what, what I am. You know, I think that we all should have our individual rights. And um, now looking more into the Democratic and the Republican Party, it's just it's also corrupt and muddy. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a really open minded person, though, and I really like talking politics to anyone who will listen and, um, you know, who can inform me on why they think the way they do. So I don't know. Just I guess if that answered the question at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm a exactly the same way i mean my parents my, my dad he's he's a well he doesn't vote but he he leans more democrat right so on that side of the family i'm i'm a black sheep mm -hmm. my mom's side uh well most of her family leans democrat but my mom's not political at all because she's a jehovah's witness i see i see so i'm a even blacker sheep 
<laughs> I feel you there. My family definitely is the only family, or yeah, I guess in our big family because, you know, so we're Mexican and I'm also a Chamorro. My mom is from the island of Guam, so her side of the family is also huge. And um, a big portion of our family, like, hates Trump. Honestly, a lot of them don't even know where I work. They just, you know, they think I'm a reporter. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. I'm not going to get into it with you guys because I don't want to fight politics. Like, I hate fighting with people about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm very, like, low-key about my political beliefs right now, um, I guess, in terms of that with my family. So they argue. Who, where, where, where they, so they think they, you either work with Telemundo or Univision. No, not that necessarily. I just told them that I work for, you know, an independent media company online and they're just like, oh, that's cool. That's dope. And, uh, you know, I mean, I do talk politics with my family sometimes. But of course, again, just all my family comes from California over there and they just they, they really hate Trump. Yep. I get you know that. how like, that is. Yep. Like <laughs> my dad, my dad is always like, uh, oh, no, we, they're going to they're going to bomb. The, they're going to bomb my, who? is the dictator of Puerto Rico, tell you the truth, if you see a picture of him. Um, <laughs> he's, um, you know, he's like, oh, all they're going to do is blow it up. And I'm like, where did you hear this? Ah, Telemundo. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> makes sense, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that, that whole network went down as soon as uh, Don Francisco uh, quit his uh, Sabado Gigante show. Mm. And you don't know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know what? Not gonna lie to you. Like I said, I really I don't speak Spanish, so I didn't really watch like Telemundo or um, anything like that. But well, I, I mean, in terms of like mainstream media and CNN, you know, MSNBC, I feel like it's probably like the same thing. So I get that. Well, um, actually, uh, 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 Sabado Gigante or Big Saturday is a, is a, a variety show. It has comedy and all that and. In the middle, mm, okay, in the middle. okay, okay, yeah. So they'll have like different like skits and stuff. It's it's kind of like Saturday Night Liveish. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but it was on for years, and mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, anyways, let me let me play you Owen's clip just to remind everybody. My <laughs> first question. Let's start off with a very serious question. Linda Sarsour. Um. Uh, Ocasio Cortez and Stormy Daniels. Fuck, marry, or kill. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't play that game. The whatever one I kill, they'll print some story. You know, <laughs> Infowars reporter talks about murdering journalist or candidate. Oh my gosh! So so let's. <laughs> okay, sir. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll play the game with you. I'll play. Right. I'll have some fun. My first. So yeah, he he's so square. <laughs> now nah, I love how off guard he was. Hey, you know what though? For you though, okay, ready? Fuck Mary, kill Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren. I'm fucking Ruth Bader Ginsburg for the story. Ah, how did I know you were gonna say that? <laughs> Damn, am I, am I really that transparent? <laughs> Damn, I knew, I knew, I knew you were nasty. Like I just wanna I. <laughs> Oh wait, I gotta be careful because you're a girl. <laughs> Just gotta. Be I careful. guess though, that's kind of sexist. I gotta be careful because <laughs> I was about to say like the reason why. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to yeah, know. Don't worry. <laughs> Just for the story. All right. Um, I would jail Elizabeth Warren. Uh oh! Wow. So that means I gotta marry. Uh, you gotta marry Kamala. Kamala. Hey, she's kind of cute, though. She's really pretty, honestly. Eh, she's not really my type. 
No. Nah. I'm more. I'm more of a. Uh, 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 she's a dingbat, but you know, I'll just put, you know, I'll just plug. I'll just do what my dad did with my mom. Ignore. <laughs> just, a classic move. A classic, classic move. move. Like you know what? You know the Green New Deal. You know we gotta. Yeah, like yeah. All right. All right. You know, that's the core of any uh, strong marriage is just, you know, ignore. So that's that's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I'm a romantic. I, what can I say? I can tell. I can yeah. tell. So, um, so next question. Uh, when, when you started working for InfoWars, uh, uh, did you re- experience, like, any racism from um, – not from inside InfoWars, but, like, when whenever you would, like, go out and uh, do, like, remotes did, or – Right, right. When I go out on the street with the mic and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when I first started out, I started out doing man on the street. So I would go to UT Austin and I'd go ask people just simple questions like, you know, hey, what do you think about the Green New Deal? What do you think about Kanye West and his recent comments on Trump? Stuff like that. And, uh, I feel like people are pretty, uh, they're pretty nice to me for the most part. But, of course, once they saw that InfoWars emblem, they would start screaming at me about, like, gay frogs, uh, stupid stuff like that. So, of course, that's more of what I face. But there were a couple of times when I would be out with Owen. Owen would be debating topics such as immigration or the wall, and people would ask me, you know, like, as an Asian woman or as a Mexican woman, how can you support this? How can you support this racism? Because again, I wouldn't. I've never necessarily came out and said that I was a Trump supporter or wore a Make America Great Again hat, and that I think ties into all of the violence that's tied to that. You know, uh, just yeah, the MAGA hat and everything. I see the stories every single day, and it honestly kind of scares me into or out of wanting to wear anything like that or represent Trump because people are so hateful. So um, yeah, outside of questions like that, which you know, I kind of just dispute because i really hate when people try to put me into a box where you know you're brown so you should hate trump you're brown so you should be pro immigrant or yeah pro uh, you know open borders yeah. so uh i mean outside of that not really they i think you did see that one clip where i was in san diego and i was doing coverage on uh, the border over there because this was when that migrant caravan was coming through to Tijuana and they sent me down there to go ahead and report on it. And I had studied for hours on the plane from so many different news sites so I could get the most factually correct news reporting and I could just go down there and talk about how, uh, you know, this is how many migrants are coming, this is what's happening in Tijuana, this is why the citizens don't want them there. It was just extremely factual, non-biased at all, and I even went to the border without my InfoWars mic because... Um, you know, our producers said, hey, like, it's just you and a camera guy. We, for your safety, like, don't go out with the emblem or the mic. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just standing there. I'm asking people questions. I'm doing a live stream. And, you know, people are asking me. There's probably, like, 20 people on the beach, but they're spread out. So it doesn't look like there's that many people there. And people start asking me, oh, well, who are you with? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm doing a live stream. So I'm like, I'm with InfoWars. I'm just out here trying to ask people what their opinion on all of this is. And Word spread along that beach because, like I said, the people were spread out and word spread and um, everyone started coming up to me and they swarmed me and they all like got around me. And these guys, these two guys, like grown ass men, they start screaming in my face about how I'm a racist, like Alex Jones, this Alex Jones, that. How could I work for such a bigot, racist, blah, blah, blah. And they were calling me a white supremacist. And honestly, I almost started crying on camera. And I was like, you know what? I need to cry on the inside like a winner and, you know, just get this live stream done. It's not of a deal. 
but yeah, people, I think that was the most hatred I had gotten. And, and again, like I said, there was no like gotcha question that I was asking people. There was no, oh, you know, these are illegal immigrants that are pouring into our country, ruining us. It, none of that. Solely factual. And I was still screamed at, called a white supremacist. And it was it was ridiculous. And again, of course, you know, keep in mind, these are white people that are screaming at me about this. So I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in I, 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 that's all, folks. I mean, I'm in New York City and I've, mm-hmm. wore, I've wore a MAGA hat on the subway. And the most I've ever gotten was a white lady looking at me, well, looking at the hat pissed off. And then looking at my face and having a complete... Dude, it's always white people. I cannot stress that enough. Like, okay, can I tell you this story too really quick? So your girl went to a white guilt church the other day. Yesterday, actually. I was supposed to go on the war room. Sorry, sorry. I'm like running over you right now. What's up? What's up? No, 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 no. No, no. You said white guilt church. I was about to start singing. uh, (laughs) They try to make me go the white guilt church. And I said, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So I moved to Austin nine months ago. And... Mm -hmm. I've been trying to find a good church since because I lived in San Antonio uh, prior to moving here. Mm -hmm. Big Mexican community over there. Like everyone's super chill. The vibes are really good. I love San Antonio. So I moved over to Austin. It was super different. I genuinely didn't even realize that I was like a brown person until I moved over here. And there was just like hella white people. Like I'm not even going to lie to you. They're not white people. They're called hipsters. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They got the beards going on, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, I've been trying to find a good church ever since I moved over here. I've been here for, I think, like nine or ten months now. And me and my friends from work were like, hey, like we heard about this church. And my one friend, Justin, he was like, oh, yeah, like I heard Matthew McConaughey goes here, so let's go. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going for, you know, the sermon, but we can go for Matthew McConaughey too, whatever. So we go to this church, and the worship leader starts singing, and he's like, Oh, you know, it's been really on my heart that I want to talk about the racial divide in America today. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. (laughs) And of course, you know, I do believe that there is a racial divide in America. And, you know, in the church especially, we should come together. We should bring light to those issues. But, of course, what they ended up doing was, hey, we're going to turn the mics around. And while we're singing this song, we want you to come forward and talk about racial um, division or racial tension that you've experienced. And so, of course, like, the first guy that speaks is the worship leader. And he's like, honestly, um, you know, every single time I see a singer who has chains and baggy pants on, I just, I automatically think that their morals don't align. And I just think that's super racist. And I shouldn't be like that. And I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. Okay, congratulations. And then these white people start coming up all crazy. And this lady goes... Look, everyone, as a member of this community who is white as snow, and after that comment, I tuned out. Don't know what she said after that. I was really ready to leave. I was about to get up, and then this guy goes up there, and he's like, you know what? I want to come up here and talk about this story. My son swung at a police officer, and then he ran away. And then the police officer caught him, and he swung again, and he lived to tell that story because we're white. And at that point, I was pissed, and I got up, and I was like, let's go. We're leaving this dumbass church. Like, I'm done with this. I hate more than anything people push that victimhood mentality. Oh, yeah. And you know you know that. You know how life at Invoors is. It's politics 24-7, and the one place I don't want politics and um, you know, this victimhood pushed down my throat is at church. So that just really enraged me. And uh, yeah, that was that was my Sunday yesterday. It was wild. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, I've gone to several churches here in Austin and it always goes back to that. It's like, oh, you know, like God's 
is to accept all people. So immigration, we need to have open borders. And I'm just like, okay, like do not use Jesus to, you know, push your political beliefs on people and to try to push this victimhood mentality, push that America is a white supremacy led country because that's not true. Yeah, I mean, didn't Jesus reject becoming a king? When, mm-hmm. when, when, when Satan, exactly. When Satan tried to, uh, uh, part of the final temptation. Yeah, and like that's the thing. It's just like the church should be all about equality. And again, I see where they were coming from, wanting to bring light to racial division. But to me, I always look at that as, you know them trying to perpetuate that again we live in a country where white people are supreme where black people or brown people are getting arrested for walking on the streets when that is not the case Hmm. yeah i mean i i I go through similar i mean not not at church because you know you know i was raised jehovah's witness so they they Mm -hmm. they're taught to stay separate from politics Exactly, exactly. So, so, you know, there's there's nothing there's none of that. I mean, you know, I that's why I've I, that's why I know how to say some words in Polish because the congregation we went to had a Polish congregation and mm-hmm. and all the older women just loved me when I was a kid. They're like, "Oh, my Louis." <laughs> naturally, naturally. Of course. I'm I'm very I'm very easy to love. So, <laughs> humble brag, humble brag. No, it's just but I mean once, uh, you know, at first I started like supporting Trump as like kind of like my protest towards society as a whole, like especially in mm-hmm. New York, like everyone, like you have like, 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 like I'm sounding like Ocasio <laughs> Cortez right now, like, 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 um, we're all going to be dead in 12 years, like, so I'm um, not. Damn, exactly. That's why you got to live your life to the fullest right now, you know? But, you know, I I do stand-up comedy, and then when I was, you know, I would come out and... um... This holiday season, we all wish for hope and healing. Children and families who spend their holidays at the hospital deserve a reason to believe in first steps, in giggles, high fives, and hugs. For 150 years, Children's National Hospital has provided world-class care and groundbreaking research. Please donate today to help patients and healthcare heroes this holiday season. Visit childrensnational.org slash holiday. That's childrensnational.org slash holiday. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. You know, I'm wearing the Hillary for Prison t-shirt. And, you know, I would get messages on Facebook from brave guys, from brave white men. Saying, calling, mm-hmm. calling me a race traitor. Yep. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Excuse me? Like, how, yeah. how, how, how do you know? Oh, or my favorite line that I hear from everyone. Oh, you're voting against your own interests. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. That is a good one. Have you, have you ever gotten that? Or, I mean, at most... Luckily, ca- I haven't. I haven't. Oh. But like I said, I haven't been as vocal about oh. uh, my political beliefs. I mean, if people ask me about it, of course, I'm going to talk to them about it. And I think after the State of the Union as well, mm-hmm. that made me a lot more pro-Trump. I was really 
be um, happy with everything that he had to say, with a lot of things that he had to say, because he has done a lot of good for our country. And I think, too, because any conservative person or anyone that actually has two pairs of eyes will see that the media has been very, very biased of the president, and they refuse to cover any good things that he has done, which I think is really unfair. And I think I kind of get that from you, too. It's just like the counterculture, you know, like, okay, if you tell me that I have to hate Trump because he's a racist, I'm going to prove to you why I don't have to. You know what I mean? I mean, and especially with my own eyes, I've only experienced racism, not from the people they say are racist, but from the people that say, well, I voted for Obama. Like, (laughs) okay. Like, but if, if, and I don't know if you know anything about Brooklyn, the the stoop is sacred. The stoop is sacred ground. Like if you have a stoop, you know, you, you treat it well. But if someone comes and invades your stoop and leaves their motherfucking Starbucks cups, <laughs> oh my gosh! And and they and, and like you see them and like, hey, can you not sit here? You're and don't leave your trash. Oh, dude, it's totally gonna be okay. I'll take it with me. And they don't take it with them. Mm-hmm. You might as well spray paint the fucking swastika on my damn door. Like I wow, swear that's to serious, God. huh? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've. Like you know, when you know when I lived in Brooklyn, that was that was um, you know I you know the, especially these these white hipsters, I get sucia. Like I'm saying, like you know this. I, yeah, you know what I feel that people. I swear, like people always walk into my house with their shoes on, and I'm like, you're nasty. Like take that shit off at the door. I cannot do this. Mm-mm, oh, no, no, it's so worse. I that. Yeah, no, it's worse because I'm in. I'm like I used to live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Now that's like now it's hipster town. USA now right but um like when these people started moving in I I'm coming home from work and I see this chick drunk off her ass pulling down her pulling down dropping trial on the side of the of, of my house damn what kind of ghetto ass neighborhood it, and it wasn't even like that it wasn't <laughs> even like that and when my dad when my my dad was friends with with the crack with the crackheads and the drug dealers they mm. they, they in fact you know, I, I got in trouble once because a cracker fucking told on me. She like, you know, your son was cursing at the store. I'm like, motherfuck! Oh my gosh! You did, weren't you just doing the speedball? Damn. So, anyways, no. So I saw this this white lady, you know, peeing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, stop staring at me, pervert. I'm like, what? I like, I had to. I was running to get the hose, but she already left by the time I got out. Sounds like modern day San Francisco. It was like, you know, they they got no respect. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. They got no respect. And yet they think they have the right to tell you what to do, tell you how to think. And if you don't think your way, I mean, they'll, 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 you know, they'll call you a spick and they'll do it. They'll do it behind Facebook, of course. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's my, one of my favorite things about social media is that it's so easy to call out anyone that you want to. And uh, I don't know, it's just so petty. And I think the more and more I get on air, the more people will call me out on Twitter and mm-hmm. just say rude things to me. But honestly, I live for it. I think it's hilarious. I love it. Oh, well, it, it, it's really getting me pissed off because it's not so much of the content of their, of what they're saying. is that mm-hmm. they feel so bold and then they block you afterwards. Yeah, see, luckily I haven't been blocked yet. I feel like that would just piss me off. I have had people say, oh, I bet Savannah's going to block me now because, you know, I'm attacking her. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to impede your First Amendment right to be an asshole. Don't worry. Yeah. 
No, I get you. Yeah, no, it's it's but um uh so I mean but has anything like that ever happened? Has has oh, has Owen has Owen ever to, uh spoken to you in an inappropriate way? Cuz that would that would hurt me. In a what way? Inappropriate way. Nah, dude, me and Owen are straight. We're chilling. Okay. He's the best. Okay, good. That's good to hear cuz you know, I would I would I would hate to have to like, you know, call on the ancestors. <laughs> nah, dude, he's he's chilling. I really appreciate him too just because I mean, I've gone on air with him as well mm-hmm. because, you know, he and I will go and uh, we'll go and shoot interviews together sometimes or we'll go to city council and talk about Planned Parenthood, which is something that we're doing again this Thursday. And um, sometimes people will approach me and they'll ask me like, oh, you know, why are you with Owen, blah, blah, blah. Like, why are you with this guy? Uh, he's so abrasive. You don't have to do things this way. And so, you know, I'll talk to people and I feel like sometimes Owen is really abrasive and we'll talk about that a lot on air. And I think one of the biggest things that I do appreciate about him is the fact that he does use his platform to, I guess, accentuate everyone's voice, even those that don't match his. Because, again, there have been so many times where I've gotten on air and I'm like, oh, and you're wrong or you're too abrasive or the tactics that you use aren't helpful to, you know, the conservative party, I don't think. And he'll talk to me about why he thinks that I'm wrong. And it's a good conversation. Yeah. We fight on air. It's it's good. You know, yeah, we need was, that in America today. I was actually watching that video on your channel uh, today, which is why, which is why part of the reason why I asked, you know, wh- where, where your politics are at. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, but honestly, I'm, I'm just, just a guess, but you know, they get, there comes a point where, you know, especially in Owen's case where he's had guns drawn on him. And people, right. and people chest bump them. Like, you know, you could only be peaceful, but for so long. I know if 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 I went to a park, uh, which is an open public park, and I had people chest bumping me mm-hmm. and, and pulling out weapons, I I would not be a nice person anymore after that. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. I do understand that with Owen, it's a lot different. I mean, I'm the person that took the video of that girl grabbing him by the balls at the women's march. So I understand why he is the way that he is. Um, but there are sometimes too where people are just like straight chilling, talking to him, and he yeah, like yeah. mishears them, he gets mad, and I'm like, dude, chill, you know. But I get it, I get it, and and that's that's what has made him so successful too. Like people like watching that stuff, oh, yeah. you know. Everyone goes for the tea. So uh, <laughs> he's really good at delivering that. Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, he has a whole bunch of compilations of mic drops and, you know, make making pe- making girls cry <laughs> just by not doing anything. Just I watched that video. Yeah, he didn't do anything. They, those girls were just babies. Like me, me, I'll just, you know, I'll be like, there's only two genders. Bye. And <laughs> they're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe there are men that still exist like that. It's just, I know it's 2019. How it's, dare you? What's wrong with you? It's so easy to troll. I mean, that's that's the one thing I love. It's so easy to troll these people. No, it really is. When I was at the women's march, this white girl was trying to debate me on things and why we should have open borders. She kind of started getting aggressive, and I was like, "Excuse me, um, your white supremacy is showing. As a brown woman, you should not be allowed to speak to me this way. Like, do." <laughs> not and she was just like oh my gosh you're so right and she apologized and i was like don't be a dumb bitch that's dumb bitch energy like like, if you're gonna debate me on something debate me you don't you're not better than me i'm not better than you because of a skin tone okay get your dumb bitch energy t-shirts in the infowars store (laughs) yeah 
It has a picture of Ocasio Cortez being a dumb bitch. Oh my gosh. Oh god. <laughs> uh, I remember when in 2008, just side thing, when I met um, Alex Jones uh, for a 9 11 event, because uh, I, I used to be a member of We Are Change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, at, at, I couldn't help but but make, make jokes because he was wearing a shirt so tight that I could have sworn he stole a shirt, stole a woman's size from the Infowars store. Nah, dude, his muscles are just so big. Like he's just so jacked up on life and all of our supplements that he's just always bursting through any shirt he wears, dude. This was before. Right? This, this was before the supplements. That that was that was fat. Dude, yeah, he, he's been jacked, okay? He's been jacked. If you go look at old oh, pictures yeah, no, of him, like yeah. back in the day when he was younger. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The man's is jacked. Yeah, it was it, it was hilarious. I was like, yo, he, what, I mean, when's he going to start selling um, ice cream? I have the perfect name for the ice cream, Terror Swirl. <laughs> okay, explain that to me, though. Terror Swirl? Okay, he, had, he has a documentary called Terror Storm. Ah, okay, okay. So terror swirl. I'm I'm old school. I go back. I go way back. <laughs> Dude, yeah, see I had no idea who Alex Jones was until nine months ago. Like literally in my interview they were like, Hey, have you ever heard of InfoWars? And I was like, Nah, dude. And they were like, Uh, watch the videos and tell us if you want to work here still. And I was like, Okay. And it was actually really funny because uh yeah, I didn't really understand the I guess the gravity or the mm-hmm. Yeah, of like who oh, wow. Alex was. And so the first time I met him, he just walked right up to me. He was like, hey, like, are you a new reporter? I'm Alex Jones. Nice to meet you. And I was just like, hey, what's up, dude? Nice to meet you. And then I, I told all my friends and they were like, you met Alex Jones? I was like, yeah, I work for him. Like, he's a pretty chill man. And, you know, everyone's like fangirling over him. And yeah, yeah and uh, he's, he's a chill man, dude. So, um, actually, uh, you know, if you could tell, ask him something, tell him, can you ask him that Louis B uh, request if he could rehire Jack Blood? And Mike Rivero, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know who either of those two people are, but I will uh, see what I can do for you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he could tweet at me and yell at me if he if, if it's a no. I, I don't mind. But okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, how's about we go deeper into that? How how was the how was getting the how did you get the job uh, at Infowars? How was the interview process? It was great. I mean, like I said, I graduated in 2017 with my bachelor's degree in journalism. And uh, I was I didn't have a job for a year. I went back to San Antonio. I was living at home still and I was doing freelance work. Um, I just I luckily had a couple of connections. So I started working under a videographer and I was working in restaurants at that time. And then, like I said, Dude, I'm a firm believer that if you put things out into the universe, and I know I always say the universe too, I'm like, I'm very religious, like it should be God and it is God, but I also like, you know, being like, put it out to the universe. But I told myself, you know, I want a job by May because that would have marked one year since I graduated. And so April, I get this call. And like I said, they're like, hey, like we're with InfoWars. Um, we're a political show. Are you interested in an interview? Look up our videos, kind of let us know what you think. And I looked it up. And at first I was kind of hesitant because it did look a little bit wild. But you know what? I'm also a firm believer in not saying no to opportunities because you never know what's going to come of them. So I said yes. I had a great interview and I got hired. It was and it's been chill ever since. So, I mean, so like, well, I'm fucked. 
I can't fucking talk today. Damn, I'm sorry. Damn, are you nervous because I'm that cute? I know you can't see me, but I know my presence is intimidating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I was about to be very honest right now, but never mind. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, trust me. Everybody's going to be like, Louie, how come you get all these hot chicks on your show? So, um, you're welcome. That was a compliment. You're I'm just saying, uh, let me stop. Thank you. Let thank you. Stop. I appreciate it. But, um, yeah, no, uh, how was the first meeting with Alex Jones? Well, like I said, um, mm. that, that second interview, I was in studio. I was just chilling there. And he just walked up to me, shook my hand, and I thought nothing of it. Because, like I said, I really didn't know who Alex Jones was. And I, I still think to this day, just because I'm, I don't know, uh, I'm used to him. I see him every single day. So it still doesn't really, I guess, hit me just like, you know, who he is, I guess. He's just another cabron. I, I understand. Yeah. But uh, he's wild. And, you know, I, I think it's so crazy because one day I'll see him in studio. The next day he's on Joe Rogan's podcast with 8 million views. And oh, yeah. it's just it's so wild. You know, every single day is unpredictable. And I think that's why it's really interesting to work there because I'm definitely a high, like a fast-paced person. And I get really bored really easily. And you, it's like hundred thousand percent impossible to get bored at this job because every single day is wild what what is the craziest thing that has happened to you since uh started working at uh at infowars um probably the san diego trip where i went and got screamed at and that whole trip was just wild too because our camera guy just told me he was like hey would you be down to go to san diego tomorrow and report on the border and i was like yeah i guess so within like six hours i was on this flight we were there for a night or two um the women's march was also a really cool experience as well just because i've never been to dc i've never really been into politics or protests or anything like that so it was all very new experience for me and then to see owen get grabbed by the balls was pretty wild too so (laughs) you know just making memories every day how did he not slugger? Because that, like, my reflexes would have just like as soon as, you know, I felt something. I, it, I'm going, I'm going in the direction of where the boys are being honked at. <laughs> I I don't know. He has a lot of restraint. Yeah. He actually has a lot of patience. I mean, he goes out and he talks to these people all the time. So I think he's used to it at this point. I think there's only one time where I've ever seen him kind of like like push back on someone and it was this one day we were at this i think it was an splc or aclu event and this guy came and he grabbed my mic out of my hand and i got pissed i'm like i don't know i don't like people touching me i don't like being disrespected so of course i pushed him back and then he pushed me back and then owen was like okay no and then owen like kind of got in between and was like about to go on in on this guy because he pushed me you know wow you Wow, that guy was lucky you're not Dominican because you would have pulled out a knife. (laughs) If I had one, I would have, but no. I'm just like low-key crazy Mexican. Just very low-key. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Music makes you what? I said that music's making me want to go to the club, and it's only Monday. See, you got you got the Latina in you. It's it's deep. It's ingrained. You can't 
Oh yeah, no, I know. My the the thing I'm most sad about about living in Austin is that there's no fun places to dance here. Like in San Antonio, there's so many dance clubs and they all play Selena and like, oh my gosh, I would just get so down to that. And here it's like freaking Green Day and the Killers and I'm like, what is this? And you know, she's like a bunch of people just like bobbing up and down, straight chilling. I'm like, nah, I can't rock with this. Damn. Um, I like them. I like them both. <laughs> uh, I, I I could get down with Selena, with Selena and, and, and Green Day and the Killers, especially if it, they remix the Killers in a house beat. I agree with that, but I just also yeah. feel like you know when you listen to like Latin music, you just you want to move your hips more, and it makes you want to move a little bit more. I don't know. That's oh, just me. No, no, no. I totally get that. I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, you get it. Yeah, you know, my my father, my father, he he teaches salsa. Uh, you know, my, my mom used to teach me salsa every day of my life. You know, I grew up, I grew up with, um, well, I still listen to some salsa. I listen to, you might, you might, oh, I don't know. What, 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 uh, the, you, ah, goodness. Um, cumbia, you guys are into cumbia. No, that's, um, that's Cuban. What, what, what are Mexican, um, music, uh, genres? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I, whatever, like, yeah. Maluma or Selena is, like, that's what I'm listening to. I feel like I'm always listening to, like, very mainstream music. So I guess whatever's trending in terms of that. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I've been listening to a lot of salsa lately, but um, mm-hmm. mostly salsa in English. So they'll be, like, a re- they'll, they'll, like, do a, a cover of, a salsa cover of, um... Uh, of Adele a salsa cover of... oh that's dope yeah I mean well I, I'll get in trouble if I play it but um oh okay. <laughs> we, we got a we got a um yes Ron we are live got a yeah are we live yes um if you want to if, if you guys want to call in you, you want to take callers yeah let's do it cool um, okay, if you guys want to call in, uh, text first. Text 347-927-6824. That's 347-927-6824. Just send the text first, and then I'll call you because for some reason I can't fucking pick up shit because, you know, I just... It's a pain in the ass. All good. It's Monday. We get it. Yeah. Or if you guys want, I have the Discord open. So go to the Crotch Out Radio Show on Discord, find it, and um, and uh, yeah, you get in on the conversation. But yeah, um, so you know, it, it's it's it's. Do you um? Are you are you like really in touch with your roots? Um, kind of. My dad always calls himself a fake Mexican because he doesn't speak Spanish. Both of my grandparents Don, do. Tampoco. Oh um, man. Yeah, and then I grew up in California a little bit, but more of my dad's family, who is, like, more culturally Mexican, they all live over there. So all my cousins are super, they're super about the culture. But my mom, her family, like I said, they she comes from the island of Guam, so she's Chamorro. So I feel like culturally I identify more with them because I grew up eating more Chamorro food, uh, listening to Chamorro music, uh, you know, listening to the language a little bit. So I feel like that's more of you know what i identify with i guess i don't know so do you do you at least understand a little bit of spanish like do you understand more than you can speak 
mm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I, I was I was the same way. I mean, I just recently started learning Spanish because you know I wanted to get in, I wanted to get in contact with not contact, but get more in touch with my roots, where, right? Where I came from, with the culture, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I get um. It's 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 part of it's you know it becomes part it's part of your identity. I don't want to like be like identity politician or whatever the term would be, but you know it it, it is it is important. It is who it is where you come from and part of where you are what shapes your thinking. Like um, you know, especially being Puerto Rican. I mean, I know most of the people on the island they they all vote Democrat because you know. Mm -hmm. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. They get free shit, but in actuality, most of them are culturally conservative. Right. Like, you know, they're all Catholics. They, you know, even though there is this one town in Puerto Rico where uh, you have Sephardic Jews, which... Which, uh, I don't know, I felt a sense of pride when I was in Crown Heights a few years ago. And this, you know, I was, you know, doing a little side gig for this uh, Jewish old girl school. And, you know, a guy comes up to me and he's uh, he starts talking to me in Spanish. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, that's a Puerto Rican accent. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, we got Puerto Ricans here? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. And then I ask him, and then I'm asking him the question: Do you know what Benin is? Mm -mm. Okay, it's 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 roast pork, and it's it's like one of our staples, especially during uh, like the holidays and stuff. Right. And I'm like, how do you not eat Benin? He's like, I just don't. <laughs> it's like it's delicious. I just don't. We eat something else. Like, huh? Well, all right, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> dude, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I feel like so. Not of course, being Mexican, you like you know, you can't be a picky eater when you are Mexican. And my friends, I always try to get them to eat lingua because I think it's the most delicious thing. But then when they find out what it is, they refuse to eat it, and they're just so grossed out by it. For those but who yeah, don't no. know, for those of you that don't know, lingua, <laughs> lingua is. Pig tongue, I mean, uh, 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 cow tongue, cow tongue. Cow tongue. Lengua in, in English means tongue. Dude, but it's bomb. My dad makes a good ass lengua. He cooks it. He like slow roasts it in the oven for eight hours. And of course, I can't look at it. Like whenever he's uh, picking it apart and it still looks like a whole ass tongue, like I cannot look at it or I won't eat it. But when it's like all shredded up in front of me with uh, tortilla and beans, yeah, I fuck with it. It's so good, dude. It's so good. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that made me laugh. I can't look at it when it looks like a whole-ass tongue. Dude, I can't. It's gross. I'm like, ew, what is this? And when it's, like, laid out on the counter all nasty, I'm like, why? Who thought? Like, let's eat that. Hey, like, no, it's like when you're broke, no part of the animal goes wasted. 
I mean, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised we don't eat pig toto. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Just... <laughs> and that's and that's the only dirty joke I'm gonna say. Thank you, thank you for that. You're a wild animal, dude. <laughs> Just, I, I tr- this is why this is why I get in trouble a lot. <laughs> this, this is why. But um, yeah. Oh, Ron says hi, Savannah and dude. I guess she. Ron? I guess, yeah, Ron. I guess he's your friend. Because <laughs> I just What's get that? dude. So hi, 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 Ron. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, what else? What else uh, do I got? Uh, okay, we already discuss. You already discussed what does what does the familia say about your employment? Um. What have you experienced? Like, what what is the worst? Uh, like, I, I know. Um, have you thought about doing doing your own show on Infowars? Um, Alex has mentioned it to me a couple of times, but honestly, I think I do kind of want to branch out and start doing my own stuff on my own YouTube channel. Even before uh, you had called me up tonight, I've I was kind of uh, just messing around with you know, some audio stuff and doing some things because I have really been wanting to do my own podcast just after work where I go over the news, some of the big, like biggest things that went on throughout the day. So I'm kind of thinking of branching out and doing something on my own uh, just because I don't know if I have enough political knowledge to have my own show under Alex. You know what I mean? Like I'll go on and I'll comment with Owen and everything, but I really like my position and where I'm at there. Well, you just uh, you just pick, uh, you know, and I don't mean to mansplain, but you know, you just pick what you know, like and, one specific thing yeah. that you know about. Yeah, like Caitlyn Bennett, you know, um, you know, she she talks about guns and and and, and you know, you know, uh, you know, guns and, and abortion and you know, having a having a chicken beak. <laughs> Dude, yeah, we'll see. Like, I think that if I did have my own show. And I always tell everybody this. One of my favorite shows is The Breakfast Club. And so if I had my own show, I think I'd really want it in a format like that. I love talking to people. I love having an open conversation. So a conversation or a show that, you know, kind of revolves around one, two or three people conversing, talking about topics, maybe uh, debating them a little bit. That's something that I'd really, really like to do. So uh, until then, I think I might just... You know, practice do my own thing on my YouTube for a little while. Savannah, we'll see what happens. Savannah Hernandez in interviews. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, you you get you get different people on your show. I mean, you you have like maybe you set up a camera somewhere and you know you you have sit down interviews, have some um, have some Bustelo ready ready. Wait, do hey, we... yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, Wait. my contacts list is already expanding, so I'll get yeah. you on. It'll yeah. be great. You'll be one of my guests. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do do Mexicans drink pustelo, or that's just us? Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. Okay. Well, this is your homework. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'll write that down. Yeah. You, you know, discover, discover, discover your people. We'll do, we'll do. Yes. Well, like I said, I told you, I identify more with Chamorro people than Mexican people, so I'll, uh, I'll have to look into that for sure. My cousin's coming down from L.A. in a, a month or two, so I'm sure she'll inform me on all this. Nice. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, spend some time with Prima. Exactly, yes. exactly, and dude, now, I miss her. And now 
I'm teaching you how to speak Spanglish like I promised. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, goodness, I had, I burnt through all my questions. <laughs> um, so have you, have you, what, what are your thoughts on the Proud Boys? Um, you know, I have, I guess the only person in relation to the Proud Boys that I've actually met is Gavin McGinnis, and he's a super cool dude. Um, but I don't know. I really haven't done too much research into their whole thing. I know what they're about. Uh, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like a frat bo- like a frat group for like grown ass men. But I don't know. I haven't done enough research into it, so I'm really not sure. Yeah, it's like you're a grown ass man. I look at you like you're like a whole tongue. I'm gonna be laughing about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I have to put that phrase in front of things. It's you know to emphasize on it. To emphasize that it's really like a whole ass thing. It's like it's 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 a like a real tongue, like that. <laughs> having it marinating for eight, eight cook, having it cook. Yeah, that's what we do with, with penning too. It's like we we have it in the oven for eight hours. You know, they throw it in during the holidays, mm-hmm. which because we can't have enough protein, especially on Thanksgiving. So it's never like, never enough. Yeah, because you have turkey and then you have the pork. Is like you're, you're gonna did get- see my my family my Chamorro family we usually spend Thanksgiving together and they make a whole roast pig mm-hmm. and then we do turkey we do I think I've seen like duck or goose so yeah we do it all dude so I mean how how has your Chamorro roots you know affected your your you know your way of thinking your 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 decision making and stuff like that. Well, I think Chamorro people and my mom's side of the family, they are more conservative as opposed to like my dad's side. And so, I mean, I guess that's kind of what has morphed my views too. My mom is a really big influence on my life. I was actually homeschooled, so I spent a lot of time with that woman. So, of course, you know, culturally and um, she really influenced me, really influenced my thought process. And so, uh, yeah, I, I would say that's why I also lean a little bit more conservatively because um, of the way she was raised, where she came from, her culture as well. So, what made you? What made you like? You know, because you know, like I like I said, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, and you know, I became political. What kept, mm-hmm. What kept you from not like deviating and, and becoming? Uh, like a liberal, like especially in college where you have all these like leftist um, you know, ideologies right. and trying to push you like, hey, save the whales or um, the government should be paying for our uh, uh, postpartum care, abortion, uh, yeah. Postpartum, uh, uh, you know, uh, abortion or, yeah. My really, really late, 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 late term abortion. Like be able to abort my I should be able to abort my child at age three. Yeah, I'll answer your question and then we should also get into that topic too, because like I said on Thursday, I'm actually going to city council to go address the mayor on that issue. Um, but to get back to your first question, I think uh, like I said, my degree was in journalism. And I always noticed that there was a big need for factual news because news is always very, very biased. 
And I'm a very open-minded person. I went to school in Las Cruces, New Mexico. It's right on the border. I literally went to what is for Micheladas one time. It was like a 30, 40 minute drive. So I was on in a border city. A lot of my friends were Mexican, uh, like from Mexico, came into uh, came to school there because it was really close. And um, I also watched a lot of them get really scared once Trump was elected and actually go back to Mexico out of fear that they were going to get deported. Uh, you know, and this was an irrational fear because they were all there legally. And so I think I just saw all of this, I guess, fear that everyone had and the fact that the media was a really big proponent in that. And every single time I would go and look at news as well, and I always just naturally did this, I would go and I would watch CNN, I would go watch Fox News, and then I would go to another source because I wanted to know what the actual news was. And so I think that's what kept me from becoming too liberal and then at the same time too i think i just have common sense that's what it is because when you get into the issues such as immigration or abortion and immigration is one that i think is a i do finally have a strong stance on because i didn't want to say that i was um you know anti-open borders for a long time because it goes into the whole like oh well i'm mexican too i have aunts and uncles who are from mexico i, I even have like an uncle who's here illegally like, you know, this this is something that directly affects me. Yeah. But at the, the end of the day, I think that it goes down to having common sense and knowing the factual, like what open borders actually looks like, what a late term abortion actually looks like, what the statistics of Planned Parenthood actually are. And I've just always been very inquisitive about that. I've always wanted to be informed on what it was that I was supporting. And so... And I think with a lot of liberal and democratic people, I think that they're very empathetic and compassionate people and they want open borders because, you know, they see the stories of women and children who are just having these awful lives and they're just trying to come and seek asylum. And that's what the media is feeding them. And so a lot of them are just compassionate people who want free health care for all, open borders, uh, you know, women's health care, women's rights, equality. But the thing is, is they're not informed on it. And so, like I said, I've always made it a point to be informed. And when you get informed and you actually go and you research these things for yourself and you understand the reality of, I guess, the things that Democrats push for, then I feel like any person who has a brain would understand or not be a liberal or a Democrat and understand, like, why I didn't change my mindset throughout college. Cool. Uh, so... With that being said, I mean, you earlier you said you were a libertarian. Um, how do you negotiate? And I know this is going to sound like a dumb question. I'm just, this is a devil's advocate question. <laughs> um, how do you negotiate being a libertarian and I'm assuming being against late-term abortion? Right. Well, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily identify as a libertarian. I, Like I said, I don't really have a political stance that I identify with right now because I'm really not sure. Um, but again, I think it goes into more. I don't support late-term abortion because that's a person too. And that person has rights and they have they have the right to life. And I think that when we get to the point in society where we deem a fully formed child as a non-viable fetus that we can kill, then we've just gone too far in society and we're taking the rights away from that living being. So what, what is, what's the plan? Well, not the plan, but what, uh, what, what do you uh, hope to accomplish at the city council meeting on Thursday? And can people go and join you? 
Yes. So I'm going to be going to City Hall in Austin. We'll be there at noon. I'll be there with Owen Schroyer. I've been trying to get a lot of attention around this because I really want people to come and address the mayor. And I think what I am trying to accomplish with this, because I've talked to um, one of the people that works for Texas Right to Life, which is a bigger organization that's working with legislators to get bills passed that it's going to stop Austin City Council from giving Planned Parenthood this uh, special treatment. Because the reason I'm going there is because they're giving $1 rent away and basically taxpayer-owned property to you know a, a corporation that kills kids, that has been caught on camera harvesting fetal tissue and selling it. And... They even get $500 million in taxpayer funds every single year. So I'm just like, okay, my thing is, is whatever. If Planned Parenthood, if we're sending taxpayer dollars to it, that's the thing. It's like it goes against my religious beliefs to fund an organization that kills children. Um, I'm not against anyone who wants to have an abortion. I personally don't think it's right. I think it's really wrong. I think that... It's awful, and I really do want to cry anytime I look at abortion videos or statistics because it is really awful. But at the same time, we do live in a country where everyone has their own free will and their own rights to do what they want with their bodies, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you want to put that in quotes. Um, So, yeah, what I hope to to get from all of this is to show the mayor that this isn't an issue that spans just one or two people to show him that there's a lot of people in this city that actually oppose what they're doing for Planned Parenthood. Um, and I just want our voices to be heard because Owen goes in front of the mayor, the mayor just scoffs at him. And I think that more than anything is what infuriates me the most because this was kind of an issue that I was on the fence about. I was like, eh, I don't know because abortion is another thing I've had to take more of a firm stance on. Yeah. But again, when I saw the mayor and his indifference to us being there and his just total dismissal of his constituents and their uh, viewpoints, that just really upset me because I was like, you know, this is a person who's supposed to be the voice of the people. So why are you laughing us off when we're coming forward, um, you know, with an issue that directly affects all of us? So I want to make it a big thing. We'll see what happens. And I think Owen and I are just going to keep going to city council. But even further, we're going to work with that organization that's working on getting bills passed to stop the city from doing this. Yeah, no, I totally I totally get what you're saying, because, you know, I, I do identify as a libertarian. In fact, mm-hmm. since, since Ron Paul ran, you know, and then I started looking more into more into libertarianism because he made a lot of sense. Um, I mean, but when it comes, especially when they legalized late term abortion here in New York, I was, right? I, I had to, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be on the fence anymore. I'm like, wait a minute. At what point, like you said, at what point does, does the baby have rights? And, I, yeah. you know, me, I come, I'm not coming from anything religious, just scientific. I believe it's a life as soon as the sperm meets the egg. Right. Um, but the thing is, when, when you're talking about late term abortion, I mean, I, I've Googled it. I see how they do it. Exactly. And that's the thing. People are not understanding what this really is. And I think abortion as a whole, um, if people have never watched it, I would highly recommend them go watch this this video. I think it was by Hi-Ho on YouTube. And it's this lady explaining to little kids her abortion. 
And she just says, oh, it was like a dentist appointment. There was just a little suction. And then I heard a little, you know, like suctioning noise and it was done. And that's what they try to do. They try to mask abortion as just a simple procedure, at just like a dental appointment. And that's not what it is. So if you're on the fence about abortion, you know, I would just highly recommend to people to go get informed because it's such it's something that they're trying to blanket and like put down as something that isn't as bad as it really is. And again, I never fully understood the just how awful abortion was until I went and I watched videos. I looked at images and I was like, wow, we're really killing innocent children. And like you said, too, in New York. They legalized it and they said, you know, post 24 weeks, the abortion is only okay if it affects the woman's health or there's no fetal viability. Well, what happened to that? You know, the fetal viability was a very important aspect of that, I thought. But then literally a week later, we saw Governor Ralph Northam come forward and say, oh, it doesn't matter if the woman's in labor, meaning, you know, that 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 baby would be viable. We can still kill it. Yeah, I mean, the the most horrific of the abortions, in my opinion, is the partial birth. Right. And I'm, and I'm like, I, I, I just, I, I can't. I, I can't just be like, well, you know, her body, her choice. I'm a man. I can't. I don't have a right to say what a woman does with her body when it comes to abortion. And I'm like, no. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a life. I, I'm sorry. It's a life. It's a baby. Like, if she was raped, I mean, I don't, I still don't believe that it's right at this point. Even if it was, she, she got pregnant because of rape. I, I, I can't. Right. I can't. See, and that's always kind of my big issue too, just because just the other day I was reading a story about an 11 year old, 11 year old girl in Argentina who was raped and she begged for an abortion. They didn't grant her one. She had to carry the baby. And again, rape is never the baby's fault. And it is always difficult when a life has to be taken for it but i'm also a firm believer that everyone has the right to make their own choices with their body because again i don't think abortion is right at all i think it's awful i think it's terrible and i do think it should be outlawed but at the same time i can't dictate what other people do with their body yeah i mean but the thing is i mean i don't know if you saw that meme Uh, it's of a pregnant woman and there's like a one bracket that says her body and then another bracket that is pointing out to her womb with a with the baby is like not her body. Right. So I mean it's, it it really is hard because at one point you want to respect a person's freedom but mm-hmm. also you want to respect the other person, the unborn person's freedom as well. Right, right. And I, I know I, I keep hearing myself saying that too, like, oh, I don't want to tell someone what to do with their body. But you are right in the sense where that isn't their body anymore. And I think the biggest issue, too, is that, you know, a lot of the times these abortions, they're just, uh, what do they call them? Uh, convenience abortions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've said it before. I mean, when I talk to my god sister, uh, who, who's, a, who's a Democrat, by the way, and she agrees with me. It's like a lot of women do use abortion as a prophylactic. Yeah, exactly. And it's and and that that is that is hella wrong. That's you know, it, it just it, it it like it just disgusts me. Like, look, I'm 35. I still I still don't have kids. Why? Because I use a 50 cent piece of plastic. <laughs> Or free. Exactly. That makes all the difference. It really does. 
You know, I've never even had a, a pregnancy scare. I mean, and the thing is, you know, it's like, oh, what about cases of rape? You know, I mm-hmm. at, at this point, I, I believe when it comes to that, prevention co- uh, it costs more than the cure. There has right. to be, and, and by prevention, I mean, you know, as silly as, as a lot of people want to view this, women need to learn how to shoot. Or, or or carry some tor- type of weapon. If it's really that bad out there, where I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if anything's happened. God forbid, have, has ever happened to you. And I guess this is easy for me as a man to say because you know, I'm never gonna get raped. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's it's like. Like, you know, I, oof, I don't know. It's, it's it's just really hard because, I mean, you know, in New York, you could barely defend yourself. If, if you're, if you, def- like, you saw what happened with the Proud Boys. They, they fought back and two already um, pleaded guilty to get a lesser charge. Yeah. It's- yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And again, I, I do kind of think that's the media perpetuating this huge rape culture. Because I did go into college and I was a little bit... Well, there have been so many situations that I've been in just because, you know, I was a dumbass college kid where I really could have been raped. And I don't know if it was by the grace of God or, like, my good friends that I wasn't. Or maybe it's the fact that the media is hyping up this rape culture that really isn't there. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that there isn't people getting raped on campuses or anything like that. But what I am saying is maybe... uh, you know, this issue is, I don't even want to say more inflated. Um, But yeah, I I agree. Women should carry Mm -hmm. because, or have some type of self-defense because you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, just just being a woman, like, you just need to be smart about it. You really do. Like, I mean, well, according to Lauren Southern that I had on this show a few years ago, um, she, you know, she made, she has this video that there's no such thing as rape culture because it's punished. We, you know, most people view it as, as disgusting, as repug- repugnant and, and, and cowardly. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, if anyone Well, that, yeah, is- that's a really good point. No one is out here, uh, saying that rape is a good thing. Like no one. Yeah, I mean, except probably Roosh V, but you know, that's that's he's something wrong with him. Uh, but I mean, like, look, if something were to, if, if if let's say, you know, you came to to me like, you know, like I was your cousin, like, pretty much something, this dude touched me. I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling all the tios. We're getting in one Toyota Corolla. <laughs> We're strapping, we're strapping Grandpa to the roof, and we're driving, and we're forming, we're forming Voltron, and we're killing this motherfucker. It's Dude, like, yeah. it's, it's like, um, that's just not how things are done. It's like, I, I, I you know, no one had to teach me that um, I shouldn't rape. I strangely already knew. Mm-hmm. Only because, and mostly because you're, you are. I guess call this patriarchy, call this uh, uh, toxic masculinity, whatever. It's like you're taught if you're if your female, uh, you know, uh, family members, if somebody's getting close to touching them, you you uh, you fight them to the death. 
Right. And you better not be... And and if you even think about doing it to another woman, you're a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, that's... And it's not like I had to have a sit-down, like... Um, you know, my mom didn't have to sit down with me like, hey, Louie, um, don't rape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just, it's, you know, it's just wait for marriage. Yeah. And I didn't listen, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, like before I eat the whole hog. Well, there we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, oh my goodness. I thought, I thought that was good. Uh, sorry, I lied. I thought that was, I was only going to say one. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> all good. I work in a room full of boys all day, so uh, nothing phases me anymore. Okay, the amount of dick jokes that I listen to all day, it's wild. <laughs> Why does that make me laugh? You, you, I mean, do you get like uncomfortable with that, though? Like, oh, no, of course not. Well, I feel like any, I mean, you know how it is when you get a bunch of guys into a room that are all friends, like, you yeah. know how it is. And no, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. And I think it's because like, of course, we all know each other. We're all friends. And so they joke with me all the time. I joke with them and they're comfortable around me. I'm comfortable around them. That's why they joke like that, you oh, know, okay. and I think it's funny. I'm just like, y'all are so crazy. Okay. Just a quick question. Does Owen, does Owen, uh, uh, like, I, I got a feeling that him and Rob do are like really close. I get, I sense that. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, I don't know. They worked together for a long time, so I'd imagine so. I feel like everyone's pretty not close at work, but you know, we all talk to each other on a daily basis. We all deal with the same crazy stuff. We all have to communicate a lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of yeah, I relationships, I feel like it, it's easy to get close to people there. I get a feeling that there's like a lot of play fighting going on, especially, especially after seeing Gavin McGinnis like uh, mess around with Alex when he was uh, in character. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was hilarious. I didn't even know that had happened, and then I just saw a video of Alex getting beat up, and I was like, "What is happening?" See, that's what I'm talking about. Every single day is wild, <laughs> so unpredictable. Do you just uh, how many like wh- while you're there and you see the the guy the guys just acting silly? Do you just like oh Jesus just roll your eyes? No, I just laugh and I get back to work because oh. you know someone's got to pay attention. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just sounds it just sounds like it, it would be be a blast over there. Like as long as you're getting your job done, it's just just constant silliness. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fun environment for sure. Making sure making sure uh, Kelly Jones doesn't come by the fuck with Alex. Oh, wait, who? Megan Kelly? No, no, no. Kelly Jones, his his first wife. Oh, see, yeah, I have not even delved that deep. I didn't even know. Oh wow. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm OG triple OG. <laughs> Just knew knew all the knew knew everything. Dude, I can tell. I can tell. Yes. So. So. Anyways, what um, what do you want to promote? Do you have anything to promote? I mean, if people want to go follow me on Twitter, they can follow me at sav underscore says underscore. Um, anything that I post or do will be up on there, and. Uh, yeah, my YouTube, I'll eventually start putting things out on it. I know I need to get on top of it. Like I said, I'm trying to do my own, like, little radio show at night. So we'll see if that 
This we'll see if that happens. Well, if you need help, let me know. I'll, I'll make an intro for you. Hey, thank you, thank I'll, you. I appreciate I'll, that. I'll do the voice. I'll do the voiceovers if you want. Yeah, you, you have like a nice deep voice, good voice. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll even uh, I'll do I'll put a Puerto Rican accent, you know, just uh, or a Brooklyn accent, whatever whatever you need. I love it. I love it. I'll uh, be in contact about that for sure. Yep. Just you know, let me know, and I'll I'll do I'll I'll do it for you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope you I hope you had fun. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was fun having you on. I did. I think we got we went through a lot of topics. It was really great to have this conversation with you. And I always really enjoy talking about my own stance mm-hmm. about things with other people because, like, even with the whole uh, you know abortion thing, I think you kind of opened my mind too to the fact that a fetus is still another person's body. So I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah, it's just, it's that it's that meme. You know, it's mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's her body and then not her body. It's, it's right. like, you know, I, I, you know, you just had to take, you know, well, you, you generally, but, you know, I had to take the, the, the stance like, look, I can't, I can't endorse this. I can't just be like all libertarian about it and be like, oh, well, you know, her body, her choice. It was, it was, um, it was, uh, uh, uh um, Passed by Roe versus Wade in the Supreme Court, so it means it's a right. Like, yeah, but uh, like, uh, you don't want to see a baby get hurt. I mean, it's like it, it, one of my favorite catchphrases that I that I kind of stole from David Allen, comedian David Allen Greer, is "Let's save some babies." Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. See, and the thing is, and this is like so fucked up. But I don't even like little babies. They freak me out. They're just too like fragile, and I'm like, ugh. I don't know. I'm not good with little kids. But the thing is, and that's why I've always just been like, eh, whatever. But no, like point blank, like it's so sad when you look into what abortion really is, and no baby ever deserves to die ever. And it's it's really so sad what's going on. So, I mean. We definitely need to just keep raising awareness about these issues and showing people and like waking people up to what it really is because I think that's what it is. It's like people really don't understand what it is they're supporting. Yeah, I mean, the, the one thing, you know, and, and I'm low key shooting myself in the foot, but, you know, the like I said before, prevention costs more than the cure. And it would be, I guess, educating people against the whole hook, hookup culture. Right. I think that's the main issue. Hookup culture, um, educating educating everyone, men, women, on, you know, not getting drunk. Exactly. Not yeah. Getting, not getting drunk and not abusing not abusing drugs. If if, mm-hmm. if you're gonna smoke weed, do it at home. Do it with people you trust. Don't do it with with with, with you know, in the words of Uncle Ruckus, don't trust them new niggas over there. <laughs> You know, you know, you just, I mean, it's, it's prevention. It's, it just really comes down to personal, having personal responsibility. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not too sure about the, the, the statistics. Cause I tried looking it up, like how many women have conceived a child via rape, but mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling and I could be wrong that it's, probably not that common. I mean, I'm willing to believe that rape happens like a lot and a bit, you know, not a bit too much. We've one rape is too much, but you know, I, I, you know, I believe rape happens a lot, 
mm-hmm. like an insane amount because apparently every like it, it, the scary thing to me is like almost every woman I know has been raped and that 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 terrifies the hell out of me because you know I, I have female family members and I, I'd go to jail mm-hmm. I'd go to jail like no you're not you're not gonna see a trial don't worry about a trial yeah but um you know but it's just I think that's I think that's one one way to go is 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 promoting prevention somehow in in, in all the ways that you know women could forcibly get pregnant or or not forcibly but you know just carelessly get pregnant yeah yeah maybe better sex education not sure i think i i think the sex education should be started at home like i don't trust sex education in schools See, like I said, I was homeschooled, so I really don't know <laughs> what sex education in school is like. Well, I mean, from what, what I've seen online from the many articles I wrote, it, you want to talk about wild. I mean, you got you got a teacher, uh, you know, with a dildo with, with a class with the students, like showing them how to do like a, a pile driver and like different sexual positions and shit. Good lord. And like how Alex even reported that it, um, he, in uh, some uh, in Russia they they try to they put a stop to it because there were some schools teaching teaching um, you know uh, same sex and and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they you know and these schools will just do it without without a, a parent's permission because I remember I remember my my parents had to sign a, a permission slip. Wow! In order for the for the school to be allowed to now, now they just don't even they don't even require a permission slip. They just indoctrinate yeah. you. Right, right. That's crazy. Like, I mean, look, I have nothing against homosexuals at all. But how's about you let kids like discover themselves? Like I had to discover myself. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. Like naturally, okay. If you're if if it's so natural to be gay, let, let like let them like oh well you know so that's that's what I like. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that the push to teach younger and younger children about uh, you know transgenderism and the LGBTQ community, um, I again I just going into little kids, we should wait until they're a specific age to introduce sex and sex education and all of these things to them just because you know when you're young your mind is very malleable and you get influenced very easily yeah like i've had i've had many well i had two transgenders on this show i had um uh uh Edie dixon who's uh who's uh part of patriot prayer in portland and i had one who was a former member of antifa on the show and they both said the same thing you know Stop going out and, you know, you shouldn't be teaching little kids and trying to convince them to do, to go, go through hormone therapy because all you're doing is messing them up. If they decide as an adult that this is what's going to make them happy, like more power to them. Right. You know, you know, once you're fully developed as a, as a person, 
you know, you made the decision like I can't, I, I don't feel normal in this body, and I have to go through certain modifications in order so that way I don't kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, more power to you. I get that you're an adult. I'm, you know, I'll stay out of this. But you know that that's the thing that bothers me when it comes to abortion, when it comes to sex education. Leave the little kids alone. Like, what are they trying to normalize? I mean, I hate to sound like a Bible thumper because, like, I'm really not that religious. Obviously, if you could, if you hear the way I talk. <laughs> but um, wow. Whew, you know, Louis. Yes. This was a good podcast. I feel like my energy levels just plummeted. The day just caught up with me, but I'm glad that we got through like all of those topics. It, it was really great. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Uh, you know, if, whenever you want to come on, you you now have an open invitation. Oh, thank you, thank you. All, all you gotta do is mira Goldo. I'm like, yes, I want to <laughs> get on. I'm like, all right. You're yeah, I'll, get, I'll I'll come on again for sure, and we can talk about you know more of the breaking news of today and just more topics like that. I really enjoy that. Yes, dear. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so Savannah, again, love, love having you on. Um, we definitely, again, we got to do this again. Um, if anybody wants to, like she said before, if anybody wants to follow her, follow her at twitter.com slash uh, sav, S-A-V for Savannah, underscore says, S-A-Y-S, underscore, and follow her. Do you have any other uh, social media? Uh, my Twitter is my main uh, political social media account, so people can just follow me at that one. That that one's good. And what's your what's your uh, YouTube? My YouTube is oh, I think it's just Savannah Hernandez. Do you have a handle on YouTube? I don't know how that works. Yeah, <laughs> let me look. Let me look, real quick. Yo, it's Sav says as well. Just Sav, Sav says, no Sav. underscores. No underscores. Sav says. So it's YouTube.com/slash Sav says. Yes, sir. So follow her so that way, you know, start start building up her following so that way, you know, she can see that there is there is a, a market for her opinions and you're going to want to see her opinions. And, um, oh, and you have an Instagram. No, you, that's not you. That... I, do, I do have an Instagram. I don't normally plug it because that's more of my... Uh, like spring break pictures, you know, family pictures oh, type account. Never, People can follow me there, but it's it's not very like political or anything yeah, like that. Okay, then don't worry about it. Or uh, yeah, so. But anyway, Savannah, gracias para todo. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciated it. Alrighty. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Crotch Out Radio Show. Come back Wednesday where. I'm going to be continuing exposing La Sangana, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Deception Part 2. And if you guys have been paying attention to the news, she's she's been getting caught doing extra shit. So come back Wednesday, same crotch time, same crotch schedule. And as always, from my house... Where the fuck is it? Okay. From my house to your house. Mahalo. And that's the end of my show. Donk.
Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. University of Maryland Global Campus has more than 20 years experience providing affordable online education to military service members and working adults. Offering low tuition, no-cost digital resources replacing most textbooks, scholarships for those who qualify, and more. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast.